Alrighty then, we are getting ready, round two or day two here in Colombia, outside of Medellin in the jungles. I would say jungles, but it, it's yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty forested. It's beautiful. It's green. It's lush. It's the rainy season. There's fruit growing everywhere, and the Robert Scott Bell Show is live very early in the morning for some of you. Uh, so that's what we're doing this week. We're at Mountains of Hope Healing Retreat, mountainsofhope.com. Check it out. Links are up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. We may get some more pictures today on the air and some more insight from the founder, Mike Murphy. That's the plan, along with a lot of other topics, including questions of the day and a homeopathic hit for those of you who want a thyroid. That works. <laughs> we'll talk about that and a whole lot more on the Robert Scott Bell Show, robertscottbell.com. Please say thank you to our sponsors by clicking those banner links and sign up for our newsletter for free. You can text RSB to two, no, what is it? 66866. Yeah, double six eight six six. So thanks for being here, y'all. Get ready. The, the power to heal is happening right here in Columbia and reaching you wherever you are on planet Earth right now. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, back at it live from Colombia, South America. And I hear people say Medellin and Medellin and Medellin, <laughs> although those are probably Americans like me. But uh, trying my best to uh, blend in as we're here at the Mountains of Hope Healing Retreat Center, uh, overlooking Medellin, actually more than that, if you climb up to the top of these Andes Mountains here, we're at 7,100 feet or so. I feel good because I hang out normally at 45 to 6,500 feet anyway. Uh, but in terms of uh, the oxygen richness, because there's so much plant life here, it's actually great for high altitude. And we've been doing incredible, incredible things that I'm not used to doing. Even me, RSB, not used to doing in the mornings. Although it's all organic, I'm used to that. Uh, it's a, a wonderful thing. In fact, I, I made this, this. Well, I didn't make it. I sort of did. This is mug of. This is a second mug. Look at the size of this thing, Super Don. Giant mug of green juice. Like they start you off with. I don't know a mix of all kinds of goodness. And uh, this morning I added some cardio miracle into it, especially for the kids. You know the you know how kids are with green juices sometimes. And mm -hmm. you put cardio miracle in your green juice, and stuff, <laughs> it's like, ooh, dad, this tastes good. So. With the kids, I, I I've never understood. I mean, I guess I've never really looked into it. But you know, yeah. with little kids, it, it, it's like the color green. There's just something about it. If it's mm -hmm. green, they they automatically don't like it. Yeah, especially just, when they say, "Dad, I I pooped and looked in the and it was green." I, oh, really? Yeah, Thanks, well, yeah. yeah, yeah, that happens too. But, um, <laughs> you know, anyway. your dad, mom, you know what I'm talking about. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the the uh, the green stuff going in is fantastic. Uh, when it's coming out, you're probably detoxing some stuff, dealing some, some things. Uh, but it, it's been amazing. Two days in a row, Super D, I got up and I went down and did this uh, yin yoga with uh, Tim James, who we should have on the show tomorrow. He's one of the, the guys that is, is really putting on these events uh, down here in <coughs> Columbia at the Mountains of Hope healing retreat and yesterday we had mike murphy on just for the, a few seconds toward the end of the show and uh, we'll probably get him on sometime during the next couple hours to, to learn more about the backstory and what motivates him what drives him to do this and uh, maybe do more uh, elsewhere maybe even in the states as well which would be amazing which would be great so got up this morning did the yin yoga which is a lot of 
uh, poses that you don't look at them and think, well, they're that difficult, but you try to hold them for three minutes. And that's where it's like, whoa, this is a workout. And yet it's already in- increased my flexibility. You know, I'm, I'm kind of like one of those guys that goes into the, the gym and does my kickboxing and I'm like stretching. <clears throat> okay. I'm stretched. And then I just dive right in. Manly stretching, right? right? You know how that yes. is. And yes. it's not good long-term. So getting in here and doing this kind of yin yoga thing, I, I'm digging it. And then right. uh, afterwards we go into the, the hot sauna. You could do the steam room or the dry or both. And then into the cold plunge. And I think I just sent you another picture that Anna uh, Laban and Anna, Anna was on the show yesterday, opening the show with me. She took a picture of me in the cold plunge this morning. I think I just dropped it into Skype for you right before we went to air, but I'm, I'm just done because as I said yesterday, I don't like cold water. I don't know many people that do, but even just being cold, my wife and I, my kids, we, you know, cold, no, we could do without that. I think my daughter's tougher than, than me. And I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm the same way, but I'm not, not a fan. When we do the, these, the hot treatments where you're really hot and sweaty, it's now it's okay. Now you can consider it. Your body's going, Oh, cold. eh, It's not as bad as a thought, but still, you know, one of these ice plunges doesn't sound so good. But I did it three times yesterday and this morning I did it again. And I'll have to say it was less daunting because I had done it yesterday and I didn't think I would do it till the last day. I'm like, I'm going to hold off to the last day I'm here because it's just, no, that's going to be too brutal. And I did it of my own free will. Nobody threw me in. I, I know it's crazy, but you feel very alive and invigorated and, and, and ready to take on the day. It's pretty impressive. Uh, so uh, I don't know if you see, do you have that picture from this morning? I put it, uh, it didn't come through on Skype. Come through yet? Oh, I'm sorry. No. Okay. My bad. Let's see if no, I get it through or not. Uh, where's the, the, the app then anyway, how, how did the morning go yesterday? It was crazy early morning for you. It's, it, for those of you tuning in early, welcome, uh, this week, at least, uh, we've decided based on the, the availability of the, the amazing, uh, broadcast room here at uh, mountains of hope healing retreat that we were going to do based on their schedule morning. Uh, morning session. So um, it's different. We've had some people wake yeah. up early and go, oh, you're it's there. a different routine. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not used to having a show ready to go out, out the door and broadcast at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. Pacific time. Yep. But um, I don't know. It's a little different. I mean, you know, like yesterday, you know, we were done with the show. It was like around 930 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm kind of like walking around the house going, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? Took a nap. Yeah. Hey, why not? Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's been a while since I've done the early morning show. Um, that's, that was a normal thing back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now it's, yeah, it works. It Good works morning. for me. And, and, uh, I, I haven't had any complaints yet from anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I had the broadcast go out twice yesterday and people cool. watched it both times. So nice. I fi- yeah. you know, I figured that we're so routined in our time slot and, you know, the interesting thing is, Super D, it's not like we've got any bosses telling us when we have to do the show. True. You know that? I mean, it's, it, it isn't like we're when, when we're on radio, of course, you have a time slot. You have to show it. Now, there are those that are broadcasting it out on various uh, channels. Some are, are tape delayed. Some are live. But uh, we have the capacity to do what we've just done this week anytime. Not that we want to. I, I think there's something to be said for consistency being somewhere where people sure. expect regularly. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, that's what I'm, 
I'm committed to still even 24, almost 25 years into it. But I guess if we want to assess time slots, we could for the new year as we well. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. We could do it yeah. at two o'clock in the morning. Right. We could mm-hmm. do it twice on Friday. Yeah, we could do whatever <laughs> we want to here. Yeah. So we've got some responses here. Uh, Diana, when we were talking about kids not liking things that are green, she did throw the one exception in there. Yeah. Unless it's slime. Have you seen that slime that the little kids like to play with? Yes. Uh, Yeah. My, my grandkids like the slime Mm -hmm. as, as grandparents, we really aren't big fans of the slime Mm -hmm. because it has a tendency to get everywhere. Yeah. But that, that is a fun thing. Um, Diana also chiming in on cold. Uh, She says uh, she's heard that cold isn't great on the spleen. Are you you familiar with that? Yeah, I think, you know, for one thing, the cold plunge is more of a shock to the system. And I think there's some strengthening to that. Now, if you're chronically cold, that's a different story. I I think that, uh, you know, I've seen the the vitality return to people that are challenged in this way. And again, we talked with uh, Anna yesterday about her grandfather in Russia, how, uh, you know, this is an ancient tradition. It's not something like necessarily new. I wouldn't personally go out and buy a cold plunge. You know, there are people that you wouldn't be like one of those guys that like runs out barefoot with just swimming trunks on in the snow and like dives into a a frozen lake. (laughs) No, you know, I think in terms of reversal of the extreme heat of some of these saunas and then going out to do that, that to me. Oh, actually, you know what? Diana uh, clarifies. She says she was referring to drinking. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. No, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Steven right. also wants to chime in on the, on the cold water. He says to me, cold water is like sunshine to a vampire. That's cute. <laughs> well, I can understand I don't like that. it yeah. either, but as I'm just telling you that in the midst of the mountains of hope healing retreat, uh, I've done it two days in a row and I'm like, I have to tell you, I mean, I, I feel great. Uh, right. it's just, you know, it's, it's not cold with a purpose. Yes. exactly. It's a little different. It's kind of like when you're eating healthy food, right? When you're first getting into that, yeah. And you're kind of figuring out, I, I can remember back when I was like really into to, to working out and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the diet that I was on, especially yeah. when I was, was uh, going to do my first competition. Yeah. Uh, it sucked. But as you were eating, mm-hmm. it was different because you knew why you were eating and you could right. almost like visualize, okay, I'm now eating this food. And even though this is not a cheeseburger, yeah. And it maybe doesn't taste as as wonderful and great as, as you know, a, a McFlurry from McDonald's or something. Right. Um, you know, I'm doing this for a reason. And it, I could almost like as I was eating it, I could like visualize what it was doing for me. Mm-hmm. I was I, I mean, I was really yeah. into it, man. Right. Um, and so, I, you know, I could see how jumping into the cold pool uh, because you know what it is that it's supposed to be doing for you mm-hmm. is different than if you were like walking down the street and somebody dumped, you know, a, a, a yeah. bucket of ice water on you, yeah. you know? Well, I, I did it this morning. I think I sent that picture. Maybe it arrived this time. Oh, let me look here. Hold on. Uh, and I have to say I was more tolerable, tolerating it than before where I could withstand it. I'm like, I'm still in here. I'm like, I don't have this, uh, frightening urge to get out or I'm going to die. <laughs> you know, it's like, Oh, okay. That's, you know, one day later, it's already something that my body is going, okay. You're All right. Okay. So here, here's, here's RSB. This is the same pool you were in yesterday. Yes. Yeah. I'm not switching pools. This is the, the rest of 
of the week and through the weekend and back Monday. But, uh, you know, right beyond it, you can see on the top of the is, is the hot tub. You can get in afterwards. if you. Oh, want. well, let's hold on. Let me see. I think I, I can, you can, I can adjust it here. There's a little bit of it there. There we go. Yeah. And uh, then beyond that, there's a lap pool. It's a saltwater pool. So it's a, it's a, it's, it's warm as well. It's not hot. And I go in that first and do a few laps. Then I get in the hot tub. Then I go back into the, the, uh, either the dry, I like the dry heat better than the, the steam room personally. Uh, but it's just a therapeutic opportunity that, you know, I have the sauna at home. And for those of you who don't have the, the far infrared sauna, the relaxed sauna is something that I use at home. And, and I keep my head out of it. I like that better. Like when I'm in the hot sauna, people are up at the high, high levels, like Brian Artis. I'm like, dude, you're, you're crazy. You're up there at the top level where they throw the little bit of water on it. Tim James does, and it steams it up so temporarily in the, hot, in the dry sauna, a little wet, and you get so hot. I'm like, uh, I don't like my head getting that hot. So I'm down on the second level or the lower level. I'm just going to keep my head down. I'm a wimp, but I, uh, I'm okay with that. And uh, it's, it's hot enough. Uh, but yes, I like the, at home, the, the relaxed sauna, cause my head is out just my body is getting the sweat. So you could do some of these things at home. Uh, you don't have to be at a healing retreat, but if you get an opportunity to do so, we'll talk more about the basis for why this place exists and why we need more of them. Uh, so we got, people are here. Um, Lori likes the afternoon time slot better. I'm, if I was on the West coast where super Don is right now, I would like the afternoon time slot better because the show starts at what? 7. AM your time. Something yes. like that. Yeah. Yes. That's ridiculous. I don't want to get up and, and do a show that early personally. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, could be but worse. You'll be with us this week and super Don is rebroadcasting at the normal time. If you want to catch us on Memorex, that's fine. Um, so, Anyway, I, I'm just saying this is amazing where the organic food is wonderful. My kids slept in, though, today. And, and you know, when my daughter woke up finally, and I'm like, where have you been? She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I slept. In. I was like, look, you need the sleep. It's OK. You've got tomorrow and the next day and the next day to get up and because she wanted to do yoga with me and, and all the hot cold plunge stuff. But I get you got to get up early and the kids needed their sleep. So that's fine. Uh, and then we've got different therapies we can try today and. Hopefully I get some more image or, or video for tomorrow's broadcast on some of the things we're going to try here. Um, and Super Don, you do have some pictures, uh, I think, that my son sent you today or yesterday or somebody. Or, uh, you dropped them in Skype. Okay. Uh, here, here's, here's you doing the, the Hulk Hogan bicep uh, pose. Yes, yesterday was beautiful and sunny here uh, yes. in the 70s. And uh, there's a like a, I forget what they call it, a labyrinth to walk labyrinth. behind me. And yep. uh, it's, it's supposed to be a contemplative uh, little walk through there. Uh, and, and there's the area behind me is the, is the, the, if you can see on my, to the right of my head is where they do the, um, the right now they're actually doing a, a lecture on a topic and I'm behind in that same building on the other side, the back side of it is where I am. They've set up the broadcast studio and okay. it's just a beautiful place. You can just walk to everything and then you can hike up the hill behind that. There's all these fruit trees and things. And uh, today it's a little overcast. We had some like little light showers cause it is the, the rainy season, but not bad at all. And then yesterday after uh, in the afternoon, they had a, what they call a fire ceremony. And, and they had, um, is that this any, here? Oh, there's a, just a little picture of it. Yeah, it was. A, this is before the fire was done. It's all getting set up here, and they called it. And you can see Brian Artis over there with his wife Jane and Mitch. And there's uh, Tim from uh, Atlanta and UI Media. And uh, there's is that Laban, Laban in the pink yep, shirt. There's Laban okay. there, 
And um, so they were setting up for this ceremony, a little bit of drumming, a little bit of music that they do as well. And yet there you can see the lap pool behind it. This is, this is such a beautiful, the grounds are so beautiful. And eventually, you know, we were all, the, everybody gathered around in a circle around it. And they had a number of native Colombians here. Uh, sh uh, one was a shaman guy. And it was all about uh, a little bit derivation of the tobacco plant. And we talked about this rape, R-A-P-E with the height and the thing. It's not rape, it's rape. And it's a, a derivative of tobacco blended with some other things that they powder and they, in a ceremony, they, you know, the women, there's a woman shaman who will blow it right into the nostril of whoever's doing it, receiving it. And the man shaman will do that for the men. And it's, you know, an intense kind of grounding experience. I, I can say I tried it. And, uh, you know, it's again, it's a very ceremonial thing. It's like if you want to immerse yourself in the culture, which I think is important, you know, a lot of people will go to these these far flung regions of the planet. If you live there, it's not far flung. It's where you live. But for everyone else, it is. And they'll just go to a resort on a beach or something and they won't see anything about the local, you know, culture. I think the most valuable thing to do is actually connect with people in that culture and learn or even try some things that they do. I don't know. That That's just my idea of better tourism. I've always enjoyed staying in the homes of people in the places I've gone. And I've had the great fortune of making friends all over the world so that, yes, it can save you money if you can't afford it. Like I couldn't go in around the world like that. I just get me the airfare. If I can get over there, I can, you know, if I can, it can help me to provide a place to stay. I could do it. And these are the things I did when I was young. And I was very fortunate. I, I could stay in people's homes and really experience culture unique because you can't get that in a hotel a five-star hotel if that's what you want that's fine but that's not the way i roll and so this is a kind of a unique combination of it because it's a beautiful place it's very comfortable and yet they bring things to the fore here that you can experience that are very unique to the culture of colombia south america etc and so in this uh thing that it was a very intense experience not like a cannabis experience uh it, it was more like a an intense like it's it went into my nostrils and burned sting like remember if you have the silver hydrosol spray and you have an infection mm -hmm. it's, oh, it's yeah. a similar sensation maybe a little deeper because it goes up in a in a powder and then you're like i was tearing up because it was like oh my gosh what is going on and then the colors got vivid I, it wasn't hallucinogen or anything uh and uh it was just a very an interest like it opened up the energy centers through your whole body the arms started feeling like tingly a little cool etc and there were some people that that did uh, have like uh, nausea and vomiting, even some. I didn't have that, thankfully, if you did. Uh, but Brian Artis went through it. He, he got it hit pretty intense. But again, there are all these ways you can experience these things. And it's just like, even if it isn't pleasant for some, it's, it's a story you'll ever you'll always be able to tell. <laughs> you know, I went to Columbia. <laughs> I got I did the ceremony. And this is what and happened. You, you got more than just a T-shirt. Right. Yeah. Yes. You got an experience to tell your grandkids, maybe. So Dude, that's anyways, really cool. Yeah. And I wish I had more. Uh, maybe Anna has more video of it and such, because my son did it. It was intense for him. He just sat against the tree, Elijah, and he was like, oh, this is really cool. And my daughter did get a little nauseous uh, and didn't like it as much, but she's fine and she's having a good time, too. So, again, these are the kind of experiences that uh, you just don't get hanging out at home. So I hope and pray that we never get locked down again, that, that mm. travel is something that uh, you can engage in. I know, Super D, you haven't done a lot in this lifetime. You've done a little trips around the country a little bit when you were road tripping, but 
there's yep. something very special and unique about being able to, to meet people where they are. Yeah, I've got a few bucket list things that I'd like to do mm -hmm. um, before my time is up. Yeah. Well, what but was, in the meantime, we'll talk about lifespan and health span this hour if you want. That's one of the cool articles that you brought to the fore. Um, and I remember when we had Dr. King on it, he would always talk about health span as well. And it is a great That was concept. the first time I heard that. Yeah, was with, with Dr. Him. King, for me too yeah. as well. And, and, you know, this has become a little bit more common now. And you found an article about it. Uh, and it's linked up in the show notes at robertscatbell.com today. Uh, as we are broadcasting early from Colombia, uh, Medellin, outside in the mountains of the Andes. Uh, let's see. This is an article from Time. Why health span may be impo more important than lifespan. And, and, you know, the thing for me about this, because people say, well, isn't lifespan everything? Because... If you're not here, what's the point? Well, I mean, there are people that are here and they're hooked up to, to tubes and machines just to keep going. And and I remember when my dad, uh, you know, had the uh, hemodialysis when his kidneys failed him. This is a long time ago now. Uh, he was hooked up to a machine like eight, nine hours or more a day. And it it killed his spirit. And so from his perspective, health span was more important than lifespan because he didn't last, but I think seven, eight, nine months at the time on it, even though people can go longer if they can uh, somehow mentally get around being strapped to a machine all the time. My dad did not like that at all. And I understand why anybody wouldn't. Uh, so it isn't that you don't value life, but while you're here, uh, if you're not healthy, it's, it's, it's not as much of a fun ride. Uh, I think about my friend, our friend, Liam Chef, and, and the end of his life, his young life, and he was suffering tremendously with tinnitus and nerve pain and, and challenges, you know, from also dental issues and other things that he couldn't, he couldn't be here anymore. It was just an intolerable and sufferable. And, you know, talked about that with my wife's case with the trigeminal neuralgia uh, and, and how that's called the suicide pain. And I, I'm grateful every day that my wife didn't give up, uh, that she's still with us and, and, you know, for the kid's sake and my sake and, you know, get, I believe getting better. Uh, a little bit all the time, even though there's still issues. That's why she she elected not to come on this trip because the, just the simple act of being on an airplane for 12 hours through to three different cities, it would it would be more than it, than she would you know be comfortable with. Let's just say it that way. Even though being here is so fantastic. Uh, so when we talk about health span versus lifespan, I do kind of get the concept. Uh, I would like to see that health span equals lifespan, and that is. You can extend healthy life to whatever level you'd want or need it to be because you enjoy being here and that when you are done, you, you peacefully go off into the next realm, uh, like a natural death that doesn't occur very often. Maybe in some places high in the Andes, it still does. Uh, but they have these, uh, people that live in the, what they call the blue zones. They live long lives and they are very active in all ways and, and, then when they're done, they're done. And it isn't a, a slow degradation, chronic disease that takes them out over time. That's so brutal and miserable, which we've seemed to make uh, almost the standard in America or in much of the Western world. And we know why, because it's a profitable venture to create disease and manage it as long as you can until it's no longer profitable. And then you let them die. You know, I know that's a weird thing to say, but not if you understand what modern medicine is all about outside of emergency trauma interventions to save your life in acute care situations. But other than that, it becomes managing diseases for profit. 
that they give you in many cases, many ways. So health span, lifespan, Super Don, you got any in, in, insight for your perspective on what you think of this article or the concept? Well, you know, um, first thing that comes to mind is, you know, a lot of these, these topics that we cover in these, these uh, articles that we, we highlight about the different types of diseases and chronic conditions and the, the rates of, of disease uh, that are out there that, uh, you know, if you look at the statistics has just continued to climb um, and you've got scientists scratching their heads like, oh, we don't understand. We just don't understand why this is happening. Um, quality of life seems to have just taken a huge dive. And I guess it depends on who you ask. You know, because some people would be like, yeah, but we have uh, chat GPT. It is not, uh, you know, we have ca cable TV and, and, you know, air conditioning and stuff, you know, uh, you know, which are all good things. But, um, you know, as far as your health goes, you know, and I've learned this more as I've gotten older. Uh, if your health starts to go down, that, that affects everything in your life, mm -hmm. you know, and all of those things that maybe you could you could be doing with your life. Uh, sometimes you find out you can't be doing it now because your, your health is, is, uh, not doing well. And so, you know, there's the, you know, the question, would you rather feel good or, or, you know, would you like to live longer or be healthier in the time that you're here? That's a, that's an interesting question, right? That's kind of a mind bender. Uh, yeah. because like you said, most people are like, well, I want to live forever. I don't ever want to die, you know? And, and science has gotten really good at figuring out how to make uh, bodies uh, uh, that, you know, uh, stay upright longer. Yeah. But the people's health has gone down the tubes. You become more machine than man, right? And dependent. Dependent yeah. on what, you know? Mm -hmm. Dependent yeah. on, 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 on art. Basically, it's like if we can put these drugs in you, It'll mm -hmm. artificially keep you alive in, in a, a, a physical state um, where without the drugs, you would be dead already type thing, you know, where it's like, what is this? This is almost some kind of weird mad scientist stuff, right? Yeah. And just because you can do that, you know, I guess you get into uh, very philosophical discussions about life itself. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know. What, what do you think? I'm going to throw a curveball at you a little bit right now. Uh oh. Nothing that you can't handle, but. Okay. You know, we've talked about the controversy of living previous lives on this show, you know, yes. of reincarnation. Reincarnation. Yes. Do, you, do you value, would you value life less if you knew or thought that you lived many times and that you will live again? I don't value life less. I appreciate this opportunity more than ever even with that perspective. And I don't know, some people might make the argument that if it's only one life, you'll value it more. But I see people throw their lives away who believe there's only one life all the time. So I don't know if that argument is a sound argument that's always the case. So in other words, you know what? I'm not going to worry about it because I know I'm coming back uh, another time. And so... I know, that's, that's, a good, that's, question, a, that's an interesting question. Yeah. I don't know. You know, because I, I guess, you know, for me, I would need to know more than just that. Okay. You know, I don't know, really. Well, I mean, I mean, it, it's it's not like I haven't thought about that, mm -hmm. especially, you know, because it, it comes up every once in a while and especially lately yeah. Yeah. on this show. Um, you know, I would probably want to know if I am going to be reincarnated. Mm -hmm. uh, it, am I going to remember 
Is is it like you know uh, you died, and then and suddenly you're like, oh, hey, I'm back. Well, All right, well, I'll lay it out no. this way. You're likely not going to remember unless you know as right. we see kids do. Oftentimes they'll have strange memories that you can't explain, and sometimes they actually check out historically and it's sure. well before the time they have but, the capacity. But basically, when you come back, it's like a whole yeah. new experience, and so it's right. not like a you veil, like a veil of forgetting comes over you. Yes, right. So that would be that would be kind of different. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you don't, dude, this is such a weird question. It's just like, it's hard. It's hard it's early to like, in the morning for you too. It's I hard to right. compute. Would I? Okay, so so I guess if if I were to be convinced mm-hmm. and I believed that mm-hmm. I lived multiple lives and when I died I would come back again in a different life, would I? Would I um, value my life right now less? Mm-hmm. And I think the answer would be n- no. Because, uh, like I said, it's not like I would like clip my eyes would close and then they pop back open. I'd be like, oh, hey, I'm still here. I can keep doing what I'm doing. Right. Do you have, you know, it's it's a whole different thing. So uh, looking at it that way, you should value the life that you have right now, because when you do die and you come yeah. back, everything that you know, that you feel, the people that you love, uh, the yeah. memories that you have, you know, for the most part, I guess, yeah. uh, those those are going to be gone. Um, so, you know, what is it that you actually value right now? I value the relationships I have. I value the -hmm. things that I'm doing and the accomplishments that I've made or the things that I want to accomplish now. And so I don't think it would change. No, it wouldn't change that for me because I I appreciate you not uh, running away from that question. You really took it head on. And and I I like (laughs) your perspective. And I, I think many people would, if they really analyzed it in the way you did, come to the conclusion that no life is not less meaningful, even if you get another opportunity or opportunities. Yeah. Because you aren't going to know, you know? So, I mean, in, in that context, mm-hmm. it wouldn't make sense to just throw away, not care yeah. because it's a whole different experience when you yeah. come back. Now, I don't mm-hmm. believe that. I don't know that. I don't sure. com- completely discount it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I will say that as, as I get older, my own mortality is something that is more and more on my mind. And I think that that's probably normal. Um, and so, you know, these types of things do bounce around in my brain uh, more now than they did before. Yeah. Um, and so it's an interesting question. Reincarnation is, it's like, for whatever reason, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, it's still kind of like out there for me, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like, that's just not something, I don't know. It's just, it's hard for me to wrap my head around. It's too early in the um, day to talk about this. But stuff honest, honest, right. honestly, it's like I, yeah. it, most any kind of life after death thing, it's hard for me to wrap my head around. Sure. Because I don't, I don't understand it. And I don't, again, it comes to, and we've had this discussion before, and I know I sound like a broken record, but mm-hmm. I, and I do, I, I am interested. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not interested in tossing around a bunch of ideas that sound crazy to me that I don't believe. I'm interested <laughs> in figuring the damn thing out. And I don't know how to do that. Right. You know, yeah. because, you know, as you get older and you know, it's coming, you know, that, you know, that, that time is coming. It's, I mean, it's there. It's like the, the, the little light at the end of the tunnel. It's, it's there. Well, it's a real thing. Before, you've said before, like I envy people that are comfortable and feel like they know. I do. But to yeah. be a hundred percent honest with you, I think some people, it's, I think it's like, my skeptical brain looks at that and they go, <laughs> what people have done is they have fooled themselves into believing what it is right. they believe, because there's no way that they can honestly know what it is that they believe. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. 
right? Yeah, you've uh, you've definitely gotten alignment with my son. He's like that at this point. He's like, how do you know, right? All that. It's very so, frustrating. It is. Yeah. It's it's very, and I, I basically just have to turn it off and just get on with my life because it, it's a thing where you can't think it into existence. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's something there that that is like a people get it. Oh, now now oh, I get it now. And it's just like, I wish somebody would hit me with that stick, you know, because it's like, uh, it's just, I just don't, I, I haven't figured it out yet. And I, I may not yeah. at this point, if, if somebody said to you or said to me, uh, mm-hmm. but just letting you know that day after tomorrow is your last day. Mm-hmm. Um, I would go into it just going, well, okay, here we go. About to find mm-hmm. out, you know, what's going to happen here. You know, right. I might see you later. Might not. I don't know. You know, I guess- if, you know, my journey in this lifetime was one that, you know, like you, you know, I'd like to know, I want to know, but I couldn't take no for an answer when people would say you can't know until you know, whether it's when you die. And that wasn't acceptable for me. And that's why yeah. I dug deep and, and I still do in the way I do. And to the point of experiencing things that I believe and perceive are very real, more real than we have in, in terms of our tangible reality of like, you know, you pinch yourself and go, that's real. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it, for me, yes, there's a comfort in knowing that and experiencing that. But it, as we say all the time, we talk about this when we do, it's not for me to convince anybody of it. But it's to, you know, it's a reality of, of, of you know, life is much bigger than we think it is. And it's deeper than we think it is. And we, once we think we know it all and we find out how much we don't know at the same time, so we gain experience through opening ourselves up to those experiences. I think asking with sincerity for the answers and then being willing to look where you hadn't thought to look or consider things you hadn't thought to consider. And this is kind of like when we were talking yesterday, as we've done before, about abundance, you know, about gifts, about um, the freedom to do the things you really want to do. But then the moment you think, oh, I really want to do that, you think of the million reasons why you can't. And and, and that's programming. It's not Mm. to me to say that I know exactly how you could do those things you think you can't, but I'm just here to say, don't be the obstacle, right? In the same way, in in learning about life beyond this life, we are severely limited by our belief systems about, I think... Super D is an honesty about it. Like many that are just in a, well, okay, I don't know, but I don't know. And, and yet, um, you know, there are some people that are certain there's nothing else. I'm like, wow, that doesn't, that doesn't work for me, but, uh, but it know. works for them. Yeah, exactly. And those, so, and, and, and when I say I envy people like that, mm-hmm. I kind of do. Yeah. Now it, 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 when I look at those people, sometimes I think they're kind of in a blue pill situation. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's kind of right. like, well, you know, yeah. hey, you know, everything's good. And this seems, re- you know, this is what I believe. And I choose mm-hmm. to believe this. And so I'm just going to I'm going to I'm going to eat that steak, you know, even mm-hmm. though it's not real because it tastes good and, and it's <laughs> juicy. And, and, you know, you know what I'm saying? You're going to play um, the Matrix for all and, it's worth. Yes. And I don't I don't when I say that, I don't mean to offend anybody, because, listen, mm-hmm. if you if if you feel it's real, then it's real mm-hmm. for you. That's how it works. I, I, right? I really love, as I said, many times on this show, learning about why people believe what they believe and not with the purpose of denigrating them, because we can certainly look at somebody's beliefs and go, that's the craziest thing I ever heard. As many of you have probably said that about me. Uh, (laughs) And, and, you know, but I, I just, I thoroughly enjoy people and the experiences here, as long as you're not trying to harm people, 
you know, it's not a it's not a high bar, but maybe it is for some that if you believe something that I might not believe, it's like I'm more power to you, you know, as long as you're not hurting yourself or others. And it's right. simple in that way. And, I, and I, I wish more of us would do that because I think, you know, as we look around the world, we go, man, this is a messed up place. The more of us that would align with that way of living, the better this place gets. You know, oh, it, we'd be much happier and, mm-hmm. and much more chilled out and not fighting and arguing and, and, yeah. and, you know, being violent and, and all that stuff. It, everybody could just yeah. get along and accept, you know, everybody for who they are. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, I know it sounds like, uh, some kind of like kumbaya type okay. of situation, but I, I think I remember it being more like that when we were younger, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like that now. Yeah. And there's always a case of, but it wasn't that way for me because there are a myriad of experiences on this planet. And while some people could be in the most, you know, heightened states of ecstasy, being on this planet, having a wonderful time, there are others that are down in the deepest gutter, you know, going, this is a miserable life. And that's why, you know, I keep coming back to that. That's your one shot and you got that and nothing else. It's like, well, that would suck as a design. That's just me again, not trying to offend you or anybody's beliefs on that matter. Uh, but I love being able to talk about it. And I love that you guys tolerate me too. And super D probably easier to tolerate super Don than me. I'd think but, uh, anyway, that we <laughs> I don't know about that. But... By the way, you, you, um, you see, I'm sitting back right now. If you're those of you watching, it's only because I've consumed two giant steins of green juice and my bladder is so full. I'm like, just hang on till the top of the hour break. I'm not going to be like Jerry Boyle. <laughs> you told me that story. And, oh boy. Uh, I'll yeah. run out and, and, and uh, clear out all the liquid that's gone in me. Um, but, uh, you know, normally I'm leaning in and I'm engaged. I'm like, no, I'm going to lay back here and just like hang in there because we got a little bit more time for the for this hour. We got a homeopathic hit, by the way, which is yep. going to be great related to thyroid health and more. And there's an article that we uh, you you found of mercury. They're talking about the PFAS S. Uh, chemicals forever chemicals found in freshwater fish yeah. you know this this goes in the heart of maybe you know what robert f kennedy has done in good good things that he's done in his life for the environment not just speaking in terms of collectivism and communism but actually getting in there and doing doing the work to clean this place up but there's nothing really in terms of freshwater you know, at least in north america that i'm aware of that you could say the fish are pure or anything is uh so we we've got to recognize that we've got to counteract this stuff on a daily basis. Uh, and, and that's why, you know, a big part of this show is health and healing, because if you want to have that health span and that lifespan, we got to acknowledge the environmental degradation. Say if we are going to consume things that are less than optimal or even good things that have some things that are not good in them, we've got to strategize and counteract those things. You know, this is why the, the focal point on minerals that are deficient to counteract the toxic poisons or, you know, the folium PX that uh, Bobri has brought out to us from, you know, originally Soviet Union to Israel to America. The, the things that we do if we decide, you know what, I would like to live longer, but I would like to live healthier. And this is a big part of what this Mountains of Hope Healing Retreat is. People that have hit a wall in their in their life. And they're like, I, I'm not getting well, I'm getting worse and I'm going to die here if I keep going to these doctors. And that's, you know, hopefully we'll hear from Mike Murphy in the next hour a little bit more about that story. He told briefly yesterday uh, how he wanted to establish a place that people could come and really re- regain something that they had lost. Or maybe in my like in my case, my young years, I had never had. Now, I'd never gone to a healing retreat like this to get my my health back. So is it necessary? Perhaps not. But in terms of 
discipline that you have to have without going to a place like this, uh, it's a lot to, to make the choices I made. And I'm not putting a medal on my chest for doing it. I think, you know, any of us that decide to, to live differently in Superdon, you've kind of made some resolutions for the new year already. We've talked about it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's a lot of discipline to make those choices because it's not the easiest thing necessarily. But if you come to an, call it an escape, but it's not an escape. It's really an immersion like at Mountains of Hope. You have an ability to go into kind of a total institution where all of your everyday burdens and, and patterns and habits can be broken almost instantly because you're out of your element in a good way. You're in a safe environment where you can come and learn and do things right away that can give you a jump start for when you get back home to start a new pattern. Does that make sense? You're breaking out to break back in, but in a different way when you come home. Right. The opportunity yeah. is there because it's hard to break those habits when you're in your already routine at home. Oh, yeah. It's much more difficult to do it there. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's where the real change, right? That's where the real change needs to take place. It's much easier to do when you're when your environment that you're you're in at that moment is all geared towards living a certain lifestyle. And then suddenly you're back in where all the old habits are. Then, then that's yeah. where the real work has to take place. Right. Um, yeah. Now, on this situation with the PFAs in this article here, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is something that has become uh, very popular in reporting over the last, I don't know, maybe a year or two uh, with the, the PFAs. And, you know, it turns out that the, the, the PFAs were invented back in the 1930s. And ever since the 1950s, uh, according to what I was reading, that there's just this, this huge myriad of, of products that have been manufactured using PFAs. Now, now you think about that. In 1950, uh, that was 73 years ago. Wow. And so it wasn't until yeah. just recently that they started looking at PFAs and going, oh, whoops. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it looks like PFAs are bad. Meanwhile, we've been subjected to them for the last 73 years. That would be, you know, like uh, for, so for some of us, like you and I, all of our lives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're finding out that it's causing all these problems and cancers and, and all this stuff. And they're like, well, right. shoot, what do we do? Well, what do you do in a situation like that? You know, I mean, when yeah. you are completely surrounded by mm-hmm. and, and everything you, you, you eat and you touch and you breathe and you sit on and you drive in and, and whatever, you're completely mm-hmm. surrounded by this stuff. It's mm-hmm. no wonder that we see these rates of, of, of disease and chronic conditions and stuff like that. Uh, going up and up and up and up because we're, we've been poisoning ourselves in the yeah. name of of scientific, uh, you know, discovery, invention, and advancement mm-hmm. uh, for all of our entire lives. You know, the things that our our ancestors were not exposed to. Right. You know, and and I looked it up interestingly enough because I'm thinking there you are in Colombia, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, there wouldn't be PFAs in Colombia, right? I mean, you're out in the middle, you know, the, the jungle and the, the pier, and, you know, and everything on the, in the Andes Mountains. Well, apparently, yeah. mm-hmm. there was a study that was done, and in this study, let me adjust this here. Here we go. They took samples of the Bogota River in Colombia, mm-hmm. and they discovered that there were uh, all kinds of PFAs. Yeah, even there. <laughs> in, yeah, in 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 the uh, the Bogota River in in yeah. Colombia. So it's like you you cannot get away from this stuff. And so this yeah. is why you know when we talk about uh, and you talk about like mm-hmm. a lot of other people talk about more than me uh, mm-hmm. about detoxification. 
Right. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, I've become more and more convinced over time that if you are not doing something, something to detoxify, yeah. uh, you're, you're, you're just setting yourself up for failure because you can't get, you literally cannot get away from this stuff. You could go to Columbia mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's, the stuff is, is there. We've been doing this for so long that it's permeated pretty much every place on the yeah. planet. At this I wonder point. if they, if they could test like deep in the Amazon, even there probably, although less so I would hope than Bogota, which is a big, you know, urban city as well in Colombia. Sure. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It's everywhere. That's and, and to your point, I think that's why you're egging me on to do the detox dialogues. And I think I, it's I think, important. Yeah, I think it'll be a 2024 in, 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 in integration into the show. In addition to the homeopathic hits, that's my yep. sense of it, where we're yep. going with that. Yeah. So, uh, so when you find something like in this article, if they find something that they can say is worse than mercury, mm -hmm. that's a problem. Yeah. I know mercury is as bad as it comes. I could see Dr. Batar, right. if he was still here. He'd be arguing that, but, but also acknowledging that, yes, they're bad too. Uh, but it's hard to go worse than mercury. But if they're saying it, uh, not, then it's, it's getting pretty bad. Uh, so detoxifying every day. I mentioned Folium products, foliumpx.com. Remember Folium Immuno, Folium Relax, as well as the Folium Original. Get started today. Use the code RSB10 to get a little discount. Uh, those of you normally, uh, the first Tuesday of the new month, we have Jamie Dorley and Christine Glein from Nutritional Frontiers. Because I'm here in Colombia, we're going to have them on next week when I'm back for like a day. <laughs> uh -huh. I'm heading out again. Uh, and uh, so you check out Nutritional Frontiers. Remember the RSB15 code. Even on their sale items, you get to double dip discount uh, as well. Remember the DMG, the dimethylglycine. All of, the DMG is like it's been pushed out by all the glyphosate. So good Lord, if you're not doing the DMG lozenges, oh, look what you got. Did you just get that? I got it, I think, yesterday. I got it yeah. out of the mailbox. Yeah. You have, have you tried it on yet? It should fit. I, you, haven't, I, I haven't tried it on yet, but it looks it's like a it nice definitely will fit. nice quality long yeah. sleeve Nutritional Frontiers t-shirt. Very um, cool. Yeah. So I'm glad. I think my, my wife must have sent that out when I wasn't looking because I was slack and hadn't done it yet. So <laughs> thank you, honey. Uh, so yeah, Nutritional Frontiers, great, great products, including the DMG to counteract the glyphosate and more. And of course, uh, you know, we're, we're utilizing a lot of their products as I hope you all are to remember the RSB 15 code discount code upcoming events in the new year. We've got a bunch that are going to be added, but uh, we've got the autism health summit. And then we have the virtual expo, virtual health freedom expo through Trinity health freedom expo.com. And there's, uh, it's like 35 bucks. It's so cheap to get all the information. You're going to have three months access to the entire thing. There'll be new things uh, put there as well. Oh, Lori got her prize yesterday, too. Oh, hooray, Lori. This is the fun stuff we do on top of everything that we do. With our Zoom AMAs, for those of you who are patron supporters of the Robert Scott Bell Show, it's amazing the fun stuff we get to do, the silly trivia that Super Don comes up with to get you guys to win stuff, whether it be silver, or copper, or nutritional frontier stuff, whatever gifts that we have from sponsors that we get to give you. And I'm grateful for you, Lori, for being with us for so long as well. Uh, let's see. we got a homeopathic hit here. All right. What is this? Diana says, nice comment here. My faith is in Christ. Can't even believe a perfectly matched couple of all living creatures happened in a big bang. It's too perfect in its collective dynamics. Also, if we evolve, there's still apes and humans. So where's all the in-betweens? Um, you know what? See, and these, these are, yeah. these are the, the, um, the, the points, right? In the great debate, 
Yes. There, there's all of these things where you can say, well, what about this? And what about this? And then the other mm -hmm. side can say, well, what about this? And what about this? Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's what you believe, period. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. what it is. And, and I, I appreciate all, you know, sides of, of the discussion. Mm -hmm. I, 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 just, I remember, you know, Liam, who is not a religious guy, he's a spiritual guy, but he had an antipathy toward religion. You know, he was like very, you know, he didn't like the way it controlled people and things like that. So he would stick his thumb in the eye of people of faith. And, you know, some people didn't like that, whatever, but that was Liam. And he, he, he wasn't a proponent of the big bang, read his book, uh, the official stories. The big bang is crap, right? It was come up with uh, what was it, Lemetrius or Lemetria, whatever the, the, the Catholic priest made it up. And, um, yet you have, you know, people with a deeply held Christian faith beliefs that don't believe in the big bang, even though a Catholic priest thought it up. Uh, and so there's a lot of, again, as I say, nuanced perspectives, people of faith, people of no faith. Sometimes they can agree on things. Sometimes they disagree with the faith to faith or whatever. And that, and again, that's the point of all of this. Are we all to be homogenous and think the same thing, believe the same thing? And then the world becomes a very monotonous, uh, tone that, you know, who enjoys that? Uh, we are designed uniquely, individually, in the eyes of God, in the image of God. What does that mean? I don't believe it's a physical image, but some might perceive it that way, uh, that we have the eyes and ears to experience the, this life or these lives, depending on how you have per perception of it in our unique way. And we bring something special or else we wouldn't have been created to be as special as we are. And that includes you, Super Don. Oh, me too, huh? You, yes, you too. Okay. We got another comment from Diana. My mom is faithfully doing the silver aloe pre and probiotics and is doing well. Can just is on the way next. And then the folium. So excited to get her better. Thanks for your help. Diane, th Diana, thank yeah. you for sharing and lo our love and healing prayers to your mom as she's on a great journey uh, back to health. That's wonderful. Let's see. Steve Doc apparently is, is a big fan. I'm I actually, I'm a big fan of uh, big band music. <laughs> it's one, it's one of my favorites. Yes. Um, I would be interested to know which song he's referring to here, though. That there was nothing, and then all of a sudden it exploded. There's a Big lot of a lot of there was nothing. Yeah. I love big band music. Oh my gosh, the big band theory. I love it. That's beautiful. Yes. All right. All right. Got, you you, you want to do this homeopathic? Hit? Yeah, we're going to do the homeopathy. There's also a story about doctors ditching. Uh, what is this called? The scales. The scale. Because yes. they're they're saying that focusing on weight drives misdiagnosis. I agree with that. I mean, weight in and of itself is not the disease. It really is, can, can mirror or mask things. And so focusing on health is the priority. And then you find weight drops when you do the right thing, including, as you mentioned, detoxification. So we'll, we may get to that a little later, but let's do the homeopathic hit of the day, shall we? Thyroid's happy, ready? Playing all of the homeopathic hits every day, right here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, today's homeopathic hit takes us to one of the minerals or elements that are so powerful and so important for very our very health. It's called iodine, but no, in homeopathic terms, the Latin name is iodum, iodum. Thanks again to Trinity School of Natural Health and also Nutritional Frontiers and Folium and others to support us so we can bring these homeopathic hits to you in addition to all the wonderful things they do. Iodum, homeopathic iodine. What's it all about? Well, there's a PDF you can download for free. And if you'd like to see the videos of all of these uh, P, uh, all of these homeopathic hits, Superdon has made it available for our patron supporters or subscribers first. But you have access, no matter who you are, for the free PDF download. So it's a uh, 
brief introduction to iodum or iodine homeopathically, often used for conditions related to metabolic imbalances, hyperthyroidism, and increased appetite. And even though we will go into a number of scenarios where iodum is ideal, there's a lot more than I can cover in a five-minute homeopathic hit. So the origin is iodine, a naturally occurring element essential for thyroid function and more. Uh, and in homeopathy, iodum is used in its highly diluted form. So you can't take too much of it. Uh, it's safe to use. And it'll actually facilitate the body's use of iodine more appropriately. But it focuses on its potential to treat conditions relative to an overactive metabolism and various thyroid issues. Physical characteristics, iodum known for, again, treating hyperthyroidism, even though it can help in hypothyroidism as well. It's a, you know, rapid metabolism that's associated with it, weight loss despite increased appetite, heat intolerance, also indicated in cases of enlarged glands and some respiratory issues. Mentally, there may be an increased irritability, a restlessness, and an anxiety often associated with the physical symptoms of thyroid-related conditions. Primary uses for these metabolic imbalances, particularly effective with increased metabolism, such as hyperthyroidism, where you see the speeding of the metabolism. You also see sometimes the, the eyes are kind of bulging out, big eyes. That can be an indication as well. Increased appetite with weight loss, uh, used in cases where there's significant weight loss despite a marked increase in appetite and enlarged glands indicated for swollen glands including thyroid and lymphatic swellings iodum can be used as a homeopathic remedy for that now you can use the 10x 12x 12c 30c whatever on a more regular basis daily basis frequently throughout the day let your symptoms be your guide if you want to go to an extraordinarily high potencies 30c's 200c's uh 1m's 50m's lm's and things like that yeah and so you can do that and uh i would suggest at that point that you consult with a homeopathic doctor of some kind uh, to guide you into those higher potencies and their safe use. It's not that it's necessarily harmful, but uh, we talk about healing crises, aggravations, things like that when we use uh, homeopathic remedies of different uh, potency. But I think no matter what, you've heard me say this a few times now, the right remedy, more important than the right potency, it's very hard to argue what the right potency is, although you might get it intuitively or various homeopaths have their clinical practice as evidence of these potencies really work across the board. And then, you know, I can respect that. And then I can go, hey, in my practice, these remedies work across the board. What are we to do if they're different? I don't, I don't get into those arguments so much as to say, hey, look, that's great. <laughs> it's working. And I'm more happy that it's working. So Iodum has some other complementary remedies to consider, including Lycopus virginicus. Uh, this is often used alongside Iodum for hyperthyroid symptoms, especially when there is a rapid heartbeat. Again, you can begin to look and go, oh, do I have that? Do I not have that? Could I look in Lycopus? I'm not sure. But if you get the Materia Medica or do a search online, you can go deeper. Oh, interesting. One of my favorite remedies, Spongia Tosta, comes back up here in a different way a little bit. Uh, even though we know it for thyroid, I'm sorry, for respiratory issues, sometimes Spongia is indicated for thyroid issues and it complements iodum's action. And of course, it wouldn't be complete if I didn't add in thyroidinum, which is kind of a glandular homeopathic made from thyroid, impacting symptoms associated with various forms of thyroid dysfunction, including growth and development issues. So iodum, iodine, homeopathic, safe never toxic and it can be utilized for self-help certainly but if you're really in trouble please consult an appropriate healthcare provider hopefully a homeopath that knows what he or she is doing and uh, as we wrap up this homeopathic hit of the day remember iodum 
a valuable homeopathic remedy, particularly effective for treating metabolic imbalances, hyperthyroidism, and conditions with increased appetite and weight loss. Keep plugging in to the Robert Scott Bell Show for more homeopathic hits to get you empowered with information, not necessarily to cure, prevent, treat, or replace a doctor, unless you want that to be the case. But really, fundamentally, what I like to do with these things is to provide information with these homeopathic hits to give you an ability to make a more fully informed choice or decision about the way you go about your health and healing and how you care for your family, your loved one, your kids, et cetera. So with that, we're going to take a quick break here and come back an hour or two from the mountains of Colombia outside of Medellin at the mountains of hope healing retreat, mountainsofhope.com. Their grand opening, I think is coming up in the new year. If you guys want to check it out, please do mention the Robert Scott Bell show. We may have a hyperlink that's direct. That'll get you a discount, uh, some kind of significant discount, 10% or something uh, for those of you who want to experience it. And we'll talk to Mike Murphy an hour or two about the growth of this idea. And could it come to America? I'd love it. I'd love that it would. So thank you all for being here. Please share the show. That's all I ask. And with that, God bless you. The power to heal is yours. Hey, it's hour two live from Colombia, South America, outside of Medellin in the mountains of the things called the Andes. Never been in the Andes before this trip. Beautiful out here, green and lush. Uh, I don't know. It's technically winter because we're equatorial, but I think north of the equator. So wouldn't that be summer? Yeah, winter. But it's, it's not like a winter in a lot of places in the northern hemisphere. It's quite lovely, very temperate. And uh, we've been able to hit the swimming pool, the hot tub, the cold plunge, and all kinds of stuff. Mountainsofhope.com. Check it out. It's linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. Uh, They're right next door to me where I am in the uh, recording or uh, broadcast studio uh, doing another uh, teaching. You know, this is the beautiful thing about you come to these, these events. It's not just what they do to you or for you, but that you can engage and learn and, and, and really come out of here so much stronger, you know, in, in a position of empowerment when it comes to health and healing. And so many of us that grew up in the West or in America, we were victimized by doctors, even if they meant well, who told us it's, it's, it's bad luck, it's bad genes. We don't know why you're sick, but, uh, you know, just take this drug and you're going to get better. So this hour, we'll hear from Mike Murphy, who joined us last hour or yesterday briefly uh, to give the backstory of Mountains of Hope and what this place is all about. What is the mission of Mountains of Hope? And could there be one coming closer to you wherever you are listening right now if you can't make it to Colombia? I certainly would love to see these things everywhere. Uh, But we'll talk a little bit about his experience, what brought that on a little bit more depth this hour as well. We do have some other stories. Quick question. Had you known, this is a question in Brownstone Institute. Had you known, would you have taken the jab? Now, I know many of you in my audience did not take the injection because you were aware of these things as I was a long time ago. But for those of you who are newer and did, it is not my place, nor would I ever condemn you for the choice you made just to help support you on your recovery once you realize maybe it wasn't the best decision. And many people now are looking back and going, boy, was I duped. Now, it wasn't for lack of trying here on this show to tell you might not be a good idea to get it. But 
there are a lot of people I asked the question in super none if I, if I can ask you this question too, for those, I think there's a significant percentage that wouldn't have taken the shot had they known really all about the, the, the full information that it really wasn't that efficacious. And there were a lot of quote unquote side effects that are direct effects that are not marketable yet. Do you believe as well as I do that there's a certain percentage that had a religious belief in the shot that it wouldn't matter what you said, they would call you anti whatever, and they take the shot and try to mandate that you get it too? Yeah, oh, it's true. I mean, we saw it all unfold right in front of us. Yeah. Uh, and we, and, and I think you and I and many other people were just dumbfounded. <laughs> and what was going on in society yeah. and how, how the government was was uh, handling this situation and what they were forcing people to do and how they were, they were manipulating pop culture and the media and, and mm. everything to try and, and push this, this narrative that they came up with and, and coerce people and, and even, even like try and, and bribe people oh, yeah. with, the with bribes. burgers and French fries and donuts and lottery and tickets, lotteries. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was insane. Uh, it was and, and, but during the whole time, mm-hmm. They kept putting out. Oh, get this! It's it's gonna you know if if you get it, uh, you won't get sick. You won't All die. All the things they said turned out to be untrue. Maybe well, lies. We knew it. How did we know it? And they didn't. No, they knew it. And and the the information coming out proves that uh, they knew it. And the question is, why do you perceive people still believe or want to believe those authorities who are really authoritarian well, figures that are deceiving you? I believe mm-hmm. that. Uh, a lot of people aren't and don't today mm-hmm. as a result of what happened in the, the, the first paragraph of this article, uh, the, the author, uh, which is, I guess it was a bunch of uh, people from just Brownstone. I don't see an actual name of an author here. It just says mm-hmm. by Brownstone Institute, they asked the question, would 92% of American adults have gotten a COVID shot? Had they known mm-hmm. the quote vaccines only offered a point, eight five percent reduction mm-hmm. in risk yeah or would young men have taken the jab if they kn- had known it did not prevent transmission i yeah. think the simple answer to that question is no they would not have yeah uh, if so, they had as known. you said and i acknowledge had a religious fervor about this thing and these are the people that believe in science as religion even though it's not science anymore yeah. and it's like their faith is so total and, and they might look at people of faith and go y'all are just naive right but they're as naive as anybody uh, who believes well, without, you know, any evidence or proof or direct proof. Now, at least. Do you remember they, when they when they what? came out, they tried to do the whole, well, Jesus would would get the vaccine. Oh, I know. And remember that? <laughs> yeah. And they used religious figures. They used it, celebrities oh, yeah. and everything. Pope. And then, and they, oh, yeah. Yeah. The whole the thing. thing is, so. this has been a wake up call of a you know, in our time, since I've been on this planet, much less broadcasting for 24 years, never before had an event like that opened up so many people's eyes, even in a devastating way. Uh, one of the people here, the husband of Dr. Jana Schmidt, Dr. Jana, you know, was one of the four docs that we've ha- featured on this show with Dr. Artis, Dr. Group, and Dr. Ely. And she's just a wonderful, she's just a love. And uh, she, her husband's a pilot and everything and uh, a military veteran. Her, his dad was a, a Marine as well. And he was telling the story this morning when we were just chatting, you know, and, and doing the hot and cold plunges and everything. You get to know people. It's really nice. We get to share stories about his dad and how he had a beautiful you know, moment on the phone, a lucid, pleasant conversation, which he said were few and far between in, the, in his life. And, and his dad invited him over. This was, I don't know, a few years ago during COVID or, or sometime in that realm. 
And he was just so pleased. And they were arranging he and his wife to go visit his father, you know, and he's 89 or something like real, very old or older. And um, the next thing, the 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 wife of his his dad um, said, did you get a COVID shot? No. Well, you can't come. You can't visit your dad. What? You know, my dad just invited us over to visit him. No, I'm sorry. Well, we'll check with the doctor. Doctor says, no, it's not good. And then within the next day or so, and he's lucid, he's happy, he's functional, he's engaged. And the next day or two, he said he, he got the second, the booster. And within a day, he was dead. Mm. You know, again, another one of those disasters. And, and you know, maybe that's the generation that believed so much in medicine that they abandoned common sense or abandoned let's say intuition, gut, gut intuition to say these people are not gods and to come out with something like, you know, manipulating DNA protein manifestation or, 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 uh, or expression via synthetic RNA injection. I mean, it seems to me common sense to say, you got to question that. But again, I've been engaged in this for a long time and, and I try to be as compassionate as I can with people that are just new on the block. Right. I don't try mm -hmm. to say, Oh, where you been? I'm like, welcome. The water's warm. We're glad you're here. We love you. Right. Welcome. Uh, so these are the stories that we've heard. But again, at the, the same same way, many people would not be aware of these things had it not been for the deceptions that unfortunately harmed and killed a lot of people that now they finally say, oh, uh, I see what you were saying. And I'm not going to say, even though we sometimes play, I told you so, we don't do it about this. That's just not cool. Uh, right. All right. So with that, um, hey, Mike, you, you want to join me yes. on the air? So uh, the, 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 the foundation here, the, the inspiration, the, the guy that just said, you know what, I got to do this. He's back on the show after a brief uh, visit yesterday. Let's see if we can squeeze in a little closer together with the camera. There he is. Let's see. I'll move it that way. I think we're both in the shot. Okay. Mike, good to see you. Good, good morning. You're looking great. You're glowing after yesterday. We can talk a little bit about that ceremony, uh, rape with this stuff up the nose. Everybody tried that wanted it. That was fun. Uh, but I have to ask you because there, I'm in this building where you guys built a beautiful studio that we're in right next to it. I can sort of hear they've been doing a lecture this morning and I've been so busy working. I haven't been able to enjoy it. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about what's been going on this morning? Well, I'm so excited that uh, we're pulling this off because uh, my concept was a, a, a monastery, which we named it that because of the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza that I love. Mm -hmm. And so today we had someone zoom in from Spain, Naraj, who's the founder of Soma Breath. And it worked. He can see us. He oh, hold on a second. My apologies. No, I no, Mike. Start over. Okay, yeah, we're going to start over. over. My bad, Super Don. This is me not being the producer like you are. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mike Murphy. He's back on. So I, you heard the question I asked him. Now he's going to relate what what's, what went on this morning that I missed. So I'm so excited. So I the long story, a real quick story. Um, we were going to do all the teaching education. We have a huge living room here. We were going to do it all there. And then I, uh, January this year, I went to Cartagena for a Dr. Joe Dispenza week-long advanced meditation. And I said, okay, I, I got to build a, a monastery. Like, because what, what, what he does all this teaching in ballrooms, but afterwards they call it leaving the monastery. And so that's why we built the Mountains of Hope Monastery. And what was cool about today is I said, okay, how can I have people, the smartest people in the world, zoom in and teach? 
That's education is one of the biggest parts of the things we do here, because once you understand why you're doing something, then you'll do it. But if someone just says drink green juice and they don't give you all the benefits or they say do breath work and they don't give you all the benefits, you're not going to do it. So education is a huge part of here. So today we had uh, Naraj, who's a founder of Soma Breath, has trained twenty five hundred uh, practitioners to do his breath work, which is profound, zoomed in from Spain gave a two hour presentation, everybody benefited. It was profound. And for you guys um, out there, if you wanna see what it was about, I'm gonna post it on our YouTube channel, which is Mike Murphy Unfiltered. So if you wanna see what we learned today, because I learned so much mm -hmm. and you know, my health is a bit compromised and I know that breath is gonna help it. So uh, it was powerful. Breathing, and I, I've been doing a lot of that. In fact, some of the technology you have here is like, I don't even know what it was. I call it the earthquake mat. Uh, <laughs> it was this wave thing. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is profound technology. What, what's exciting about the world as, as the powers of beer are trying to destroy it. Mm. Consciousness is, is waking it up and bringing all this great new uh, biohacking stuff for our health, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. So mm. it's called a shift wave. It's That's about, it. That's it's, it. I think I think they cost around ten thousand dollars, which is expensive. Right. But it's a zero gravity chair that has like 20 things that just pound you. But you're listening to a meditation, which is guiding you to do really deep breath work. Mm -hmm. while you're attached to a HRV, a, a finger device, which measures your HRV. This is the most powerful thing to do every morning, this but you don't cool. need a $10,000 chair to do breath work. So yeah. just check out what we learned today. And it's profound, but there's so much breath work teaching from Wim Hof to Soma, so whatever, but, but you got to, you can only go a few minutes without oxygen. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing more important than oxygen. So we got to master this breath. Well, and the thing is, you get to experience all of that here at Mountains yeah. of Hope. That's right. what's cool. Even if you can't get a machine like that, it was like riding a roller coaster because yeah. it was like, and, and my son did it and he's like, my circulation is like immediate. So it was really great. So I'm very excited to, do, to get on that as well again. So let me pause and go backwards now in your history. Okay. Um, you see, I grew up pharmaceutically, medically, just like a Western American kid, right? My, my uncle was a doctor. My dad was in the pharmaceutical industry. So I was raised on medicine, but I was sick for the first 19 years of my life before I figured out doctors were going to kill me. Now, not that they meant to. No, they're trained. They, they, they're trained. They're, they're, they're just, yeah. But I realized it's like I can't keep going down this road or I'm not going to survive 40. So did you have a similar upbringing in terms of mainstream of America, Western? Oh, no, mindset? absolutely. Yeah. I was as brainwashed as anybody else because my parents were so severely brainwashed. And if you look at it, Robert, you know, they started us out with, uh, I forget the guy, Dr. Welby. Okay. Marcus, Marcus Welby. Welby. Yeah. Oh, old man, sweet as could be. Go to his house. He cures you of everything. Next thing you got, you got UCLA Medical Center. Good looking doctors, good looking nurses, having sex with each other and curing everybody. <laughs> then we go to house diseases you've never heard of that they bring and bring them and they cure this shit it's programming okay the truth is we are born perfect with a perfect immune system a perfect body and it becomes toxic in fact today when a new baby is born in america there's over 200 cancer causing chemicals in the umbilical cord we are being poisoned and we need to get that poison out of our body at the same time simultaneously we have to put good nutrition in and we have to learn to reduce our stress that stress is the biggest killer but this toxicity and believe me everybody listening to me right now has full of parasites in their body and you're full of heavy metals and they're going to make your life miserable but you didn't know that growing up no no I, no of right? course no who's going to teach you right and so we didn't have any models to look at and those that were were dismissed as cranks yep. quacks still you know, are <laughs> witch doctors etc so 
And you, you know, get a little bit of background in your business acumen because you, you know, you had established some things and done well in, in the Western, yep. you know, economic system as well. And again, that affords you a lot of opportunity and access, in fact. And again, yep. we'll get into the philanthropy we mentioned yep. yesterday, but just again, a little bit more about what you did in life. To leave yeah. So real quickly, um, I grew up in an alcoholic home. My dad grew up with two alcoholic parents. I only grew up with one. So he had a worse than me, but he could not open his heart. He could, he just couldn't love. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's a tough thing for a kid. I was the oldest of five. So that's tough. So I left home at age 14. Uh, I became a habitual runaway juvenile delinquent. And I ended up in a 12 step program, divorced a two year old daughter. And, and a buddy said, man, I've never met anybody as messed up as you, but I might know somebody that can help. <laughs> so he taught me, he, he introduced me to a guy who taught me the most unique process of manifestation of law of attraction that no one teaches that I've been using since 1982. I've been teaching for the last five years and it works because of the power of sound, the power of your own voice. There's no difference between imagination and reality. I'm not going to go into that right now, but if you want to check it out, you can go to Mike Murphy Unfiltered. It's the book in the course called The Creation Frequency. It's a very profound way, but after that, I, I, I had no money, no credit, but bad credit, no future, no hope. He taught me how to manifest in four months I own my own business. A few years later, I become a car dealer, car salesman, then I own my own car dealerships. I became very wealthy with an eighth grade education, um, primarily through this technique of manifestation. Um, created a beautiful life, four kids, blah, 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 uh, a lot of wealth. And then um, fate came in and introduced me to my twin flame. So what is twin flame? Plato taught that we're one soul cut in half. We spend many lifetimes looking for that other half. And when we find it, all hell breaks loose. And that was my experience. But but I went, I followed my heart. I went through it. And unfortunately, um, at 29, she was diagnosed with a stage three um, tumor in her breast. We fought breast cancer for nine years. She passed away in 2011. Through that process, I saw a lot of stuff in the medical world, right? But after she passed, um, fate again stepped in introduced me somebody below the poverty line that had cancer and asked if I could help. And I realized that there's injustice in the medical system. So I started a nonprofit foundation called the Love for Margot Foundation. And for four or five years, I gave financial grants to women below the poverty line while they battle cancer. I give them a thousand a month for five months. The theory being they don't have money to begin with. Now they're sick. They're going through treatment. Their expenses have gone up and they were, they, they, there was no safety net and they were screwed. So I did that for four or five years. Unfortunately, it only worked 10% of the time where they would get healthy and go back to work. 90% of the time they get sick or sick or die. So I go, okay, this doesn't work. So then I buy well, water. And pause for a moment yeah. there because I think in terms of business, yeah. if you engage in business and you fail 90% of the time, or right. if you have a product right. that right. fails 90% of the time, you don't survive in business. How is it that they have the dominant place in society and are still considered the gold standard? Because they own the media, they own the government, they own all the agencies, and they're controlling the system. That's why the system's getting ready to collapse, because mm. you can only fool the people for so long, right? right. And now it's becoming, especially after the pandemic scary, and everything. Yeah. So everybody's seeing the truth now, or most people, a lot of people, and people are waking up. So it will eventually fail because it doesn't work. Yeah, it's not supportable, <laughs> it's not sustainable, but the artifice is in monopoly. When you grant a monopoly oh, to any yeah. industry, it can profit when there's no reason for it to be profiting because it, it crowds out innovation, competition, anything that could actually work to impede their ability to succeed profit off of poisoning you, right? 
the illness that you have is the profit that they get. And as long as you're sick and they can manage that, they will do very well. And as long as they prohibit you from knowing or limit you from knowing of the ways to actually heal, prevent much less reverse. So that's what we're dealing with a monopoly system in the Western world. Hi, my daughter's here. Good morning. (laughs) And so we have, uh, by the way, thank you for my kids are having the best time here. They're awesome kids. They're amazing. And and they're, they're learning so much. They kind of blew my mind with the repay yesterday. I was proud of your daughter. So. <laughs> yes, we can talk about the repay thing. We're going to get into that as well. There's so many cool things here, but I really want to get the backstory. I want to learn about this guy, Mike Murphy, that set this thing up. I'm so excited about that, and I'm getting some insight here, and I hope you all are too. Super Don, do you have his website that he mentioned, one of the things that people can tap into? Beyondthemountainsofhope.com, of course. Is this it? The, the, Mike, Mike Murphy Unfiltered, yeah. Yeah, so. Perfect. And you're still on YouTube. I am. We, I have a show. It's um, the Power of Your Voice podcast with Mike Murphy. Nice. Well, we yeah. got banned on YouTube, of course. and <laughs> So did I, but I had to shift gears and get back on. <laughs> okay, good for you. Yeah, we haven't figured out how to do that yet, but we're on Rumble for those of you watching live or later there, as well as other platforms we're on. So again, you have the ability to do so much in life. That's why I wanted to establish like your backstory, your background. It's not like you just kind of were born into it, much less no. one day you woke up and you had a dream. There were some harsh experiences you had to have, Brutal. lessons you needed to learn. And then even the philanthropy you gave to somebody with a lot of people that didn't have the ability to you found what they, they were using it for and then that you you know like we all approved of it's it's cancer it's the doctors killing 90 percent. so where do you go at what point do you go i've done well i gotta give back in a different way is that yeah. was that the moment well so the, the the foundation was created just because i saw such a need i saw injustice you yes. know martin luther king said an insult to justice anywhere is and sold to justice everywhere, right? And so, and the, I was in Oakland and these poor, um, mostly African-American women diagnosis, raising their grandkids because their kids are on crack cocaine. It, it touched my heart. I couldn't stop doing it, but I was running out of money. Yeah. So I had to shift gears. I said, okay, this is, I can't, I can't sustain this. So I started buying water purifiers, juice, water purifiers, juicing machines, vegetables, and teach them to strengthen their immune system. Mm-hmm. Then they think that I'm their doctor. I'm a car salesman. So that's why I created Mountains of Hope. Mountains of Hope, our purpose here is to charge people with money to come here and we teach them how to heal themselves because our philosophy is that everything you need to heal is already within. Mm-hmm. I find it curious that we have these eyes like always looking out, but God and our soul and our real essence is within. So we have to close our eyes and go within and that's where all the work needs to be done. And so we create a mountain of hope. So we charge wealthy people and then as much as possible, we do retreats for women below the poverty line battling cancer. And my other passion is these military guys coming back from Iraq, like Iraq, Afghanistan, been poison with vaccines, radiation, right. and more importantly, mentally, emotionally, what they saw and went through. So we want to do retreats for them pro bono as well. Beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And it's spectacular that this place is here. And, and, and you know, it's the first and it's uh, what grand opening technically is coming up January. Yeah. So we're, so, so we're going to, we're going to open January and start bringing people here, but we're so grateful that you guys are here. And these doctors that we have here are just profound. And now we're, we're just going to keep adding to our curriculum. We have people here that can zoom in from anywhere in the world and nice. teach and educate and help people to learn how to heal themselves. I love it. Uh, happy to help out in any way because many of the people at this particular retreat have been doing these seminars and giving this information out as I have for many years. And we're grateful that we have another opportunity to, to reach people and help and touch their hearts and help them to bring the healing that they're desiring. And I'm personally yeah. super grateful you're here. So thank yeah. you. Well, thank you. So this is again, exciting. I just wanted you to see the heart of the man behind this, what this is all about. 
for those of you who have the capacity to to uh, engage and do this or even support it another way or do like Mike Murphy has done and you can say hey I know somebody that needs that that couldn't get here otherwise and I'm going to help them to be here wouldn't yeah. that be amazing to see that yeah, let, let me add one thing Robert because mm-hmm. I, I you know this is new and I'm a car dealer, so I don't know much about this, right? But I have a passion to help and to serve. And what I'm seeing now, the last week, this is our second influencer retreat with nurses last time, doctors this time. And I, I think back of my wife, 29 years old, with a stage three tumor in her breast. And, you know, we were so excited when we got to work with the head of oncology at Stanford. Little did we know that that was the worst place we could go. But if she had come to a place like Mounds Hope, I really believe with everything I've learned in the last 15 years, that in 60 days with this nature, nature is the greatest healer. Mm -hmm. And we have clean air, clean water, clean food. We grow our own vegetables here. If she could come here and meditation and everything we teach, I think she could have shrunk that tumor in 60 days and still be alive. I, I think everybody here would uh, truly believes that and has seen things like that. And unfortunately, we lose loved ones along the way so that this can happen. So let me add one more thing. Mm-hmm. So if you know someone that has cancer, okay, we're going to change our strategy a little bit and we're going to make it people could come here and just pay a nightly fee and they can stay here as long as they want until they shrink that tumor, heal that cancer and just, and it's not that expensive. Okay. And it, and it's, it, it's profound and it will forever change your life because well, the biggest thing we teach here is to move out of the head because in the head you're dead and move into this beautiful heart again. And then we help you to start opening and healing it and that's that's wholeness yeah well and i was talking with my producer super don last hour about how hard it is to break habits when we're in our environment yes yes. you know and to come here you're you're now free of those attachments. I mean, you might have them energetically, but suddenly you don't have the, all the physical things that yep. you had. And so the opportunity to make a transformation in a very rapid uh, amount yes. of time relative to what it would take, we still need discipline when we go home. If we don't stay here forever, which, yes. you know, I might not want to leave. This has been so great. <laughs> I'm going to bring my wife. I wanted to bring her here. She wasn't up for it this time, but this is, a you know, the opportunity to really transform. And again, from, from the head to the heart to live, I think, according to the way we were designed to live and we are deceived to live otherwise. <laughs> and then we end up in trouble and we wonder, oh, how did we get here? And as I said, the doctors tell you it's bad luck. It's not bad luck. It's bad habits. It's programming. Bruce Lipton, who's a friend of mine as well, you know, it, Bruce, yeah. talked about the programming that occurs the first seven years of our life and we don't even know it. And then we grow up and we have all of these, you know, tra- you know, you broke free of a lot of that and became very successful in business. But at the same time, there were things even with all the wealth you had couldn't at that time oh, save your wife. Absolutely. Right? And so we talk about the wealth is more than about money. And as I said, the things that manifest in your life, the gifts, the blessings, they can manifest in a myriad of ways. It's our own mind that limits how they manifest. Yes. And so if you have a dream, a vision to be at a place like Mountains of Hope, do not be the obstacle. Just let the gifts, if they're to be given unto you, don't be the one that says no. Just say, I don't know how, God, Lord, I'm, I'm open to it. And then let, the, and it might be another way. Now, the other thing about Mount Savope, this is the first time we're here, you're, you know, the second retreat you're hosting, and then it starts up in January officially. Do you have a vision for more than one? I'd love to oh, see yeah. these things absolutely, available absolutely. in America, in North America too. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I've partnered with this amazing guy named Tim James, who has a company called Chemical Free Body. So he, he's younger than me, so he has a lot more energy and vision. But you know, we we kind of see, you know, 
oceans of hope, deserts of hope. You know, we really see this and maybe even some licensing agreements where we just help people to create it, right? We really want to expand this concept because it's so powerful. You said something earlier I want to just hit on. You know, it's the environment that creates the illness, okay? Every, they want to tell you it's your genetics. Right. Genetics have nothing to do with it. It's your environment is going to create, and what's your environment? What you eat, what you drink, what you think, what you feel. So, I love the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza because he says, if you want to change your personal reality, and let's say today your personal reality is illness or cancer, you have to change your personality. And that's what happens here at Mountains of Hope. You show up day one, personality A, and you leave two weeks later, personal Z, okay, <laughs> personality Z. And you're a completely different person. We've rewired your neural pathways. We've started to open this beautiful heart. We've gotten the, the, the heavy metals and some of the parasites, and we've shown you how to continue this detox and more importantly, we've showed you what to put into your body, like living foods, like sprouts and stuff like this. And you're going to leave a completely different person. And then we follow you. We have coaching programs and some are part of it. And then you can expand it and keep going if you want. Mm -hmm. Beautiful opportunities abound and maybe more in the future. So if you're interested in picking up some of this and we'll hear from Tim James more tomorrow on the show, uh, which I'm excited about. His story is so great. Uh, it was like I was just smiling ear to ear as he was talking last night sure. because he was describing me almost identically, except I had that from zero to 19 years of age, what happened later in his life. And that's what sponsored or stimulated me to go the direction in my life that I did. And as I, and I talk about this, you know, I think I mentioned it briefly in the, in the Rape, how did we call that the fire ceremony? Fire yesterday? ceremony. Yeah. And we all introduced ourselves. It was beautiful. Yeah, it, was beautiful. And it was just, uh, you know, I, I talked about my journey into spiritual things was due to my illness because I prayed to God all the time, please heal me. Hmm. And I wasn't sent a, 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 a miracle healing, right? It wasn't a lightning bolt from the sky. It was, grounding myself in spiritual principles that guide and govern the universe that I had to apply in my own life before I'd be ready to receive the healing that came in the guise of a homeopathic doctor that I met came from Europe to America. And I studied with him for 10 years. So that journey wasn't possible until I got grounded spiritually in terms of that heart yes. focus. And it was funny, you know, when you ask for, uh, sometimes they say, be careful what you ask for, but also when you ask for something with sincerity, you never know how it's actually going to come to you. If you think it has to be in a wrapper and this way and that way, you're going to miss it because God goes, no, no, no it's coming this way. And you're like, oh, I, I reject that. I only want it this way. That's my point of being open to the gifts of creation. They come in various ways that may be beyond our programming. And so an event like this getting here can open your eyes and heart and mind, everything to see things in a different way so that you, as you point out, you're a different person, but you're still your, yourself. You're still who you are, but you've unleashed the real you, that which was clouded and, and hidden. Love, can I add to that? Yeah. Because what's happening is you're you're getting rid of the programming. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so exactly. we're, when we're born, they start, we're, we're in a theta brainwave state. We're a sponge. So we just get programmed by everything we see, hear, feel, touch. And so our parents are, are like God, right? So everything they believe, we believe. Then, then, then we have siblings and then we have school. And so that programming lasts till about age eight. And then what happens? We've identified the ego and we've created a story and now we're lost. Okay. So what happens is, and is what Robert's talking about, when you move back into your heart, okay, that's your real truth. That's who you really are. And from here, you can learn to manifest. Now you can use this supercomputer because I teach people how to use that to manifest what it is they truly desire, but not what their parents want. How many people became a doctor or lawyer because their parents want them? It's all about getting rid of the programming, figuring what out here? what you truly desire, and then we program that. What are you here to do? What yeah. is your greatest joy? Because that's not an accident. If something lights you up, it's like, 
Could that be a God thing? Yeah, I think. And then the question is, why do you diminish that? Because of the voices around you that say that's not practical. Right. That's not, you know, these are the things that I don't know what it is about humanity that wants to lower everybody to the lowest common denominator, as opposed to uplifting you to go, you're here for a great purpose. You have this amazing talent gift, just explode with it, explore. And I think that's something that we've lost over the, over a long time, perhaps. Well, I think, I think we struggle because that's the powers to be. That's what they're mm -hmm. programming us to be. And really what they're programming everybody to be one that they use divide and conquer. Okay. So now we're separated and scared, but more importantly, they, teach us that we're victims. Okay. When it's a ran, this is a random accident. You're all victims and you need us. Well, bullshit. We are powerful <laughs> creators that came here to create something. And we have a part of God, the creator of all inside of us. And that's our superpower. They don't have it because they, they traded their soul for power in this 3d reality, but we still have ours. So we will eventually win this. Mm -hmm. We're talking to Mike Murphy here, founder of mountains of hope. And we'll talk to Tim James more about what's available here as well tomorrow uh in addition to that you have a doctor on staff who's brilliant absolutely the people that are seeing her i haven't seen her yet but are just like raving with the experiences they have the even psychologists mm -hmm. different things i mean there's so many a uh, wide variety of options and, and things you can take advantage of there's yeah. mountains of hope uh healing center mountainsofhope.com and more than that and i talked about this uh, earlier today as well the ability to immerse yourself in the culture in which you're visiting for for those of you who haven't ever been to Colombia, I'd never been here. I could be here on this retreat center and meet nice people, but never engage in the culture. Yeah. But you brought it here, too. Yes. Like with the ceremony. And there's also a, a cacao ceremony. Talk to me about the 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 you know, what we experienced a little bit yesterday, I'll share a little bit as yep. well of what I experienced and, and then why that's also an important part of this, wherever you set this up to kind of engage in the cultural localities or something unique. Well, th this modern world, especially in the field of medicine really started at the turn of the 19th century. Right. So that's when everything got screwed up and corrupted. All we're doing, going back to the basics, this, this plant medicine, these shamans, these people doing this for, Thousands, thousands of years, of years yeah. right? And really the, the, the greatest intelligence that I'm learning in Earth today is the bacteria that's been here billions of years. And that bacteria is supposed to be in our gut. And that's the true intelligence that communicates to the brain. And the brain is actually just a processor. Mm -hmm. So we have billions of years of intelligence that's in our gut. But guess what? The powers of be have ruined our guts because they spray all our food with glyphosate, which I used to kill weeds with when I was a kid. And so now all our gut, we've lost our gut instantly. Things, okay. And, and we've closed our heart because we've been hurt and scared so much. We live in here and this is the insane asylum. This is a committee of psychopaths. So we have to learn to move back here and then learn how to control these thoughts and, and, and decide which ones we keep, which ones empower us and which one we get rid of. So I experienced this connection to the earth, to yeah. the to creation. You know, there's a reverence associated yes. with many of these ancient cultures that we kind of dismisses primitive yes. somehow we're beyond that right. it's like we're not beyond that we are in essence that we are part of nature exactly. and nature is part of us right and yeah. we've worked so hard to divorce ourselves right. from it and conquer it that we we're destroying ourselves and so for me why it was so important to experience that is is because th these are parts are in essence of ourselves that we've lost yeah and we can reconnect through these uh, uh experiences very emotional yeah. <laughs> deeply spiritual and it's not to 
let's say take you and convert you. No, if you have it's a, not a, a religion, faith, it's not about a religion. This is about an experience of, you know, what it's like to be a human being on planet earth. God sent us here. We're here. What do we do with that? Yeah. And so this rape right. thing is kind of a tobacco based thing. We've learned a lot from our friend, Dr. Brian Artis, uh, about nicotine, nicotine how yep. important that is for your health, especially in the light of what else is poisoning us or envenomating us. But this ceremony was brilliant and beautiful. And, you know, you had a shaman and there's a woman there as well. And, and it was also beautiful because one of my friends, uh, you know, Laban and Anna, Anna has had many yes. problems. She's been forthright about yes. uh, the womb issue, uh, many, many miscarriages. And that woman yesterday is, that's what she does. He helps women in that way, energetically. She's a shaman of the female womb. womb. And so these are the gifts that you don't expect when that happens. You're like, oh my gosh, how did that get orchestrated? So they did this ceremony where they blew, you know, various forms of a tobacco blend of something into the sinuses. Like, I was like, whoa, what is that? <laughs> I get it. I went ahead and tried. I'm like, I'm here. I got to immerse myself. And, and I'm proud of my kids for doing uh -huh. it, especially my daughter. And, uh, you know, it caused a little teary eyes. It was stinging at first. And then it was like, whoa, this is an intense. I was ground. It was very vivid. Uh, and I felt like the rush of energy through my, you know, it was like it opened up the energy centers. I'd never experienced anything like that before. And it wasn't uh, uh, hallucinogenic like no. some of those things. It wasn't ayahuasca or anything. But and there were other people that had intense experiences. Well, I was one of them. Yeah. I, I've done repay probably 20 times. And for some reason, uh, I think I he there's four different levels of strength. Mm -hmm. And he said, which one do you want? I said, you decide. And I think he gave me the top level. I don't know. But I've never had a reaction like that. But I'm glad I did because Everything is part of the healing journey, right? Including me. And, and, and you know, and so I, I, I threw up a little bit, but great. Yeah. <laughs> Something had to come Get out of out. me. Yeah. And, and I guess the point of that is you have the option to not do it and no one's going to shame you for not yes, doing it. So you absolutely. can comfortably watch it or you can participate and engage you. And as I said, with my daughter who didn't feel great, she didn't throw up. Right. She was like, uh, she's got an experience to tell. And it's like she immersed herself <laughs> yeah. and I'm proud of her. And she did great as well. And that's my son. So these are the opportunities that don't come around every day. You know, if you go to, a, a, you know, in Hawaii, a Polynesian <laughs> ceremony, it's kind of a Hollywood version or Disney right, version right. of it. It's not a spiritual thing. No. Oh, and what you're doing here is really immersing in the integrity of what's gone on for hundreds, if not thousands of years. And uh, I but appreciate that. You too. know what we're doing, Rob? We're, we're, we're honoring our home, Mother mm -hmm. Earth. OK, that, that supplies all this for us. We're honoring Father Sky, Father mm -hmm. Son the, and the creator of all. I mean, and, and, and the tobacco and the and the food. I mean, we're just giving thanks. And that beats the hell out of spending three hours watching the Dallas Cowboys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we're going to have another ceremony called a cacao ceremony yeah, later. My and favorite. Tell me about this. What we're going to I can't wait for this one. We use this as our graduation ceremony. So it's about a three hour ceremony. I mean, we bring in shamans and these ones speak English as well. Mm -hmm. But cacao is just chocolate, but but it, it's very powerful to open the heart. And this whole ceremony is all about opening the heart. So mm -hmm. we we you know, we do a lot of uh, songs and sounds and uh, chanting and drums and, and then we drink the cacao and then they do a sound healing ceremony and they have tuning forks that are literally this long and when they put them on your body you're vibrating like you can't believe sound the power, you know the bible yeah. says that God spoke this world into a right. system yeah. he said he said let there be light and there was light the power of sound energy and the sound healing I, you know we're 99.99% yeah. space so we got to heal the energy with with between the atoms. That's why homeopathy is so powerful. It works with the frequencies, the waves, the yeah. energy, et cetera, that we really are. And yeah, sound, I've learned a lot about the sound healing and uh, that's utilized here as well. And in ancient shamanic traditions, uh, 
Yeah. I grew up Jewish and, and we did the, the bar mitzvah and that was the, the chanting of yeah. the words from the Torah. It was sound. I yes. recognize sound in, in all religions. It plays a role in all faiths. And so we utilize that here and uh, we'll, we'll do some more uh, as we go on through this, uh, this uh, extraordinary journey. I'm grateful for such a blessing. We had a question of the day and I want Mike Murphy to be here for this one, Super Don. So let's go ahead and hit it because it relates to the cacao ceremony, believe it or not. All right. So this is a question. Go ahead and put it on the screen here. You can find this in the show notes every day when we do the show live. This is from Bill. He says, hi, guys. I heard a nutritionist say that dark chocolate contains heavy metals. If this is true, are there any chocolates that are safe to eat? Have you heard about this? No. If they do, okay, <laughs> because we spray heavy metals out of airplanes all day long, mm -hmm. it, that could be one reason. I don't know what, so cacao is just chocolate, right? And um, I don't know what heavy metals would be. So I've never heard that, but I'll look into it. Well, we, we of course, go organic as well. And be careful of the sourcing of it. Is it is it ethically sourced in terms of how it's been grown for millennia? Yep. That's another issue there. I think there are certain uh, refiners that powder it in less than ideal circumstances yeah. in parts of the world that are more contaminated and polluted. And this yep. plays a role there. But Because we actually take the actual bean yes. that's grown in not organic soil, exactly. okay, and then yeah. we make the cacao. We're not, and, and there is a lot of that available in terms of, uh, you know, harvested appropriately, grown appropriately chocolates. Yeah. And the dark chocolate doesn't seem to have that. But yes, you can have that analyzed and see like things like cadmium have been found in certain cacaos and chocolates but again the the sourcing the quality the testing all of that is part a part that you can check and i know that some of the powders that come from asia parts of asia china may play a role in that may not be as clean and pure as you think so be careful about that now second part of the question from bill relates to electroculture garden sticks have you seen this no, tell me. This is really cool. We've learned about this in the last couple of years. Um, and it's it's basically utilizing the harnessing the power of copper as an energy yep. collector yep. and utilizing. You can take sticks from trees that have fallen off or yep. broken off and you wrap them in a copper wire yep. and you stick them into the ground and it draws in the essence of the energy of of mother earth and all that is existent down into the soil and nourishes that soil. And people are reporting that they had anemic growth one year, they started electroculture and suddenly explosion of growth in the, in, in the, the balance and the rest restoration of the integrity of the soil. And again, it's energy now. Well, now let me say this now that you mention it, mm -hmm. I think it was four years ago, we did a doctor retreat here mm -hmm. and one of the participants walked the whole pro property with one of those. Yes. Yes. And then she probably pounded into the ground, I would say at least 14 of those. Mm -hmm. So there, there you here. go. <laughs> and that's drawing in again, the energy of creation to strengthen what you're doing already. Now I have done uh, uh, one larger one in one of the beds. Now I've got a lot of the, the, the sticks that I have yet to do. And this is one of my things when I'm going back home into the wintry climbs with my greenhouses, they're shorter because it's in a greenhouse and they're in tubs, but I'm going to wrap the sticks in the copper and do it for each tub because we we've already got great soil. Thanks to Flickaseed, uh, Brian, Jones, Johnson and uh, Doug, uh, you know, Fletcher, we've done a lot of great stuff to rehabilitate soil, but the added element is sort of like what I say about homeopathy. It's like we can do all the herbs and all the, you know, the good foods. And it's like we miss the essence of the energy to correct that is sort of like it's esoteric. So we don't do it. Maybe I'll do homeopathy, but it's like I integrate it as a homeopath. I'm a little biased, yeah. but that we don't forget that the energetics is the thing that drives everything. everything. And so just like in that way, electroculture doesn't replace 
cleaner soils, going organic, but to take it to the next level, this energetic stick with the coil wrapped around it of copper. Oh my gosh, the people are talking and we're hearing amazing things. I've seen some things as well and you've done it. And here. can I add one thing? Yeah, because I, we, we did that, but the natural energy of Colombia mm -hmm. and Medellin and we're 7,000 feet in the Andes mountains yeah. and the electricity here and the magnetism here. I, it's, it's like a special, a special vortex. Yeah, I say I if, you, if you if you're not if you don't heal here, you're not going to heal anywhere. The energy <laughs> is so profound. So if you can make it here, uh, I can, I'm going to say you make it anywhere, but I guess you make it here first and you make it here. And maybe mountains of hope will grow into mountains of other things. There and other you things. Go. So uh, Mike Murphy, God bless you, my brother. It's so nice to meet you, and, you. and be here with you. And and you, you have created a beautiful, loving, accepting environment. Thank and you. I've seen the transformation happen within two days. I've been here already <laughs> and we still got more days to go. Thank God. And we've got a lot more to, to report on because I've got, let's say, two more, let's see, two more days of live broadcasts. Maybe I'll get a Sunday conversation pre-recorded in here uh, in the studio to let you know about the opportunities for healing that are so abundant and unlimited if you would just get out of your own way. And I'm talking to myself, Amen. too. We all are guilty of sometimes going, I'm going to be the blockade. I don't want to be, but I keep saying no. Sometimes you got to learn to say yes and, <laughs> and watch the miracles occur. So, Mike, thank you for thank being you. here. Anything else you want to share? I just about? I just yeah. want to say thank you for being here. It's a pleasure meeting you and your children. And for you guys out there, you know, um, health is everything. And, and so you have to be preventative. You have to take care of yourself. And you really got to love yourself. And I think once you start loving yourself, you're going to heal yourself. Amen, brother. Well, we got a lot more healing to do here. You, I hope y'all can join us one day at this event and I'll be back because <laughs> I, I have to be. This is so amazing. So thank, thank you. you. Appreciate you. All right. So we got a lot more to do on the show, off the show, and we'll be reporting uh, live the next two days. Early morning, Robert Scott Bell shows based on the timing of where we are. And I'm grateful for the flexibility of all you that are joining us live early in the day or catching us later at our usual time. Super Don's going to rebroadcast that or later as the archive that it is. We've got some more uh, healing topics to cover today, as well as some geopolitical things that, I, you know, kind of when you talk about those things, you go, boy, that really brings the energy down, doesn't it? I'm like, yeah, I know. That's why I don't like to dwell on it from a victim state of consciousness, but a, a relative uh, reality, if you will, that says I no longer empower those supranational or even our own government forces to have that power over me because I believe that they were all so powerful and you know their authority rides and rules there's a way to navigate this planet acknowledging that those things occur but be less vulnerable to the effects of everything that they are putting out there including what we've talked about the powerful modern medical monopoly the pharmaceutical industrial complex or might call it a, a cult, a church of pharmaceutical mysticism. Would anybody argue that they're not really rich, wealthy, and powerful on this planet as, as, as organizations, as, as companies, or as they've captured many of our governments and their, and, and their regulatory agencies? I think it's pretty obvious that they've got power. The question is, do they have power over you? And, and where do they get that power from? Is it derived from what you give them or is it something they're getting from god or somewhere else that might not be so godly and it's interesting to consider that as we often will look and say well that's just too powerful who am i to be able to now i'm not arguing that we should be taking on the armies of, of planet earth that are trying to enslave us directly head on that can be considered a suicide mission or if you want to become martyred maybe that's your thing i'm not interested in that 
but perhaps you can do it in a more delicate, gentle and loving way. And that's a weird thing to say. I'm going to take over the planet. No, I'm not interested in taking over anything. But recognizing that the power that they exert over you is the power you gave them. Maybe in ignorance, maybe in fear. And, and you know, maybe you're not aware of the role you play in empowering those that are enslaving you to thought forms, belief systems, or uh, medical systems. The only thing you can get if you have cancer to get well is chemotherapy, for instance. And you find out with all the money and wealth that, uh, you know, Mike had, the best of the best did not help. And he lost his, his loved one, his spouse. But it shaped his life as all of these experiences have shaped mine and ours and yours to question, you know, authoritarians, question authority, question everything. If it takes a comedian like, uh, uh, well, many of them do. I think that was the whole role of comedians in, you know, the court jester as well to be able to, to do things no one else could do without being killed through humor. Uh, but George Carlin was as good, as brilliant as anybody at that, of observing things and pointing it out in a way that maybe people could laugh at it. But I think even at the end of the day, you've heard stories about George Carlin he was disappointed that people didn't take up what he was delivering and, and do something about it. Now, the question about doing something about it is, I guess, an individual question and it's something for you to answer. Some people are here to go in to government or into big business to, to make changes in a big way. Some of you are here to just make subtle changes within your own life or your own family or your own community loved ones, your church, whatever. And there's nothing better or worse about any of those things. It is just happens to be your mission, your passion. What is that joy? What is that thing that's sparking you to live a life that's extraordinary? And, and it doesn't have to be something that is grandiose is the point. I'm not here to take down anything in terms of, are you here to you know, eliminate the government? And no, 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 I have beliefs about how I, I, I should interact with them. But as far as I'm going to come back to the concept of the state of consciousness again. That's been, you know, on my mind a lot or my heart a lot this week when you, you know, you're out of your element and you're like deeply held into that, you know, beautiful place and space in the natural world. And there are always people of different states of consciousness, souls here that are here to learn and experience different things than you or me. And would we deny them because we don't or no longer perceive the need for them, their experience? I think I draw the line when those lessons are being forced upon you or me, when we no longer desire them, need them, want them, or contribute to them. And of course, there is some resistance when you suddenly wake up and say, I no longer, this no longer suits me. I no longer believe the things I believed yesterday. I no longer believe, doctor, you're the authority that actually knows everything that I thought you knew. And I'm no longer going to avail myself of your services. And now that may result in a backlash, if not from the doctor, then from the community around the doctor or from your family. You know, like the experience of uh, uh, Janice Schmidt's husband. I apologize. I, you know, this is just a vague details of from this morning as he was sharing about his own father. And that generation really relying and trusting and believing in doctors and medicine and how that ended his life prematurely, even at, 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 in his elder years. And now people living in fear can, of course, impact our lives. Now, they have the freedom to live in that fear. They have the freedom to operate in that fear and, and engage in whatever that fear drives them to do. You don't have to do it just because they're doing it. They might not like that you no longer engage in that fear that you once engaged in, and they might try to call you out on it, shame you, or you know, peer pressure you into coming back. But that's for you to decide. How do you want to live your life?
How do you want to live your life? And, you know, coming out to do an event like this, Mountains of Hope gets you kind of in, a, in that deep philosophical realm. Not that I'm never there otherwise, Super Don, you know, I kind of go there from time to time. But uh, this is, a, you know, when you get out of your environment, you can really reflect and go deep and contemplate, meditate, pray on it. And, and that's the stuff that can come through. And it did. Yes. And it does. And it is. And that's cool. Yeah. So Mike Murphy, cool guy, huh? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Very passionate and very successful guy utilizing. Very his, cool. Uh, I mean, his, his story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His story on, you know, how he got to where he's at now and what he's doing and his desire to help people is, uh, is pretty cool. Is that a, is that a H2O go or yeah, echo, echo go? Yeah. It's an echo yeah. go here. I brought it with me. I'm taking this beautiful mountain spring water and, uh, I, you know, I wasn't as, as experienced with this because we had the Echo from, you know, the uh, the Echo Technologies, my my buddy Paul, uh, that right. comes out of the sink water. But, you know, to travel with this to create hydrogen water, what I did, I'll, I'll tell you this because I, I wasn't so schooled in it. Let me take a sip here. Okay. I filled it right to the brim, to the top. Uh-huh. Don't do that because I oh. pressed it. I, I double pressed it and, you know, Boom, boom. You know, I double press it so it goes even more hydrogen, but it created so much pressure because I, I left no escape valve at the top <laughs> that it blew the lid off. It didn't break it. It oh. just kind of popped. I'm like, oh, man, I spilled water everywhere. Uh, but now I learned leave a little bit of space at the top because this really does produce hydrogen. Uh, makes it amazing. All right. Uh, so that, that was a cool learning experience. Well, believe it or not, and I've yeah. noticed this uh, yesterday and today doing this early uh, show. Yeah. Time, time flies even faster than it does when we do it in the hour. Have you experienced that as well? No, but I'm looking at the clock and I have just now realized that we're out of time. We Is are. It's time. It's time to go. Uh, How yeah, the talk. heck did we get here? I know. I know. Well, I can do a little bit of a bonus round with y'all. If you have questions or comments to go, let's do it. Okay. Uh, thank you all for being here. Thanks to Mike Murphy. Thanks to everybody that uh, is uh, supportive of the Robert Scott Bell show and what we do here. And I, uh, you know, like I said, I, I just want the best for y'all, but I realize that's your path, not necessarily mine, but our paths have crossed in a good way, in a powerful way. And we can help one another achieve the greatest things possible. And I'm glad to be here to do it. So power to heal is yours. Back in a moment. All right, we back. It's a uh, bonus round time. Here in Colombia, just a wonderful environment. As you can tell, I'm digging it. (laughs) Uh, I'm enjoying it, even though it's an earlier show than normal. And Super Don, thanks for waking up even earlier to get this stuff done a day before. Yeah, honestly, it hasn't changed the time that I get up. Okay. um, Just when I have to get stuff done. So, Right. So what is this thing you just sent me here? Uh, I think Steven sent us a message about the archives. Oh, uh, he put a thing in there that there's a link on our show on our that website. must be oh, the, the maybe one of the old repeats or something. It says near the end of the show notes, it says previous episodes. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that's Natural an old link link, right? Yeah, that so, was back way back in the day when uh, on Natural News Radio, they had our archive from before and then they ended up taking that down. There's still mm-hmm. a way to get to it, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'll check that out. There's some great shows back then, too. Yeah. You're cranking it. Crazy, up. crazy stuff, man. So uh, let's see. Tomorrow, Thursday, we've got Jonathan Emord says he can join us early. Is that right? Yep. 
That so is we'll correct. get some updates on the campaign. First trail hour with Jonathan E. Moored. And, the and we'll hour, be talk- then we'll get Tim James on. Yeah, we'll yeah. be talking about some of the news. The other news of the day that uh, you probably don't want to talk about. Because I know, you're I'm such disconnected awesome- from it all here, but <laughs> part of our reality on planet Earth, and I want Jonathan E. Moore to be in the United States Senate. I do. I, I just do. And I hope you all yeah. would support him to get there. So we'll do that. What else did we not cover? Any uh, questions, comments, anything on Rumble today? Uh, what's going on out there in the world? Uh, all quiet today? on Rumble. We got some people yeah. watching, and hello on Rumble. Appreciate you guys checking us out and, and – uh, and hanging out with us over there. Um, yeah, it's kind of, well, you know, it is a, it is a, an odd time for us to be on in comparison to what we normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot of people are just waking up right now. Yeah, you're right. This went very quickly. Of course, the, the first hour didn't go quickly enough as I had drank two giant mugs of, of green juice. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh, my bladder. But anyway, yeah. I got, got through that, and we're good. Second hour went smoothly, and Mike Murphy gave us a little bit of that backstory I was hoping to get about that. And, and you know, the, the repay thing uh, was pretty wild. I mean, that's really immersing yourself in something that, you know, the, the you just like it's so foreign to our growing up in, in the United States for most of us, Super Don. It would be like, what the heck is this all about? And we can reject it outright and go, that's crazy stuff, or we can go, all right, let's let's experience something we've never experienced here on this planet in this lifetime and sure. uh, be, be better for it. And uh, I think th- this opportunity is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yep. I agree. So, all right. Any other um, questions, comments coming through that we need to cover any uh, news items or something or urgent breaking, anything like that? I don't think so. I mean, there's some stuff that we, you know, listen, it, this is a, a very um, free flowing um, just, you know, it is what it is uh, show that we're doing here while you are at this retreat, just because, uh, you know, I mean, there's so much for you to talk about that's outside of the normal news cycle of things that we would discuss normally. So if you want to see the other stuff that, that got pulled up uh, uh, and put in the the show notes, you can go check that out at robertscottbill.com. We did have a question the day that I, I, I put in the show notes, but we'll, we'll cover tomorrow. Okay. And that was that was uh, one from I think from Kim, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, good morning, da, 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 da. Kim. Yes. So Kim, if you're watching, we'll we'll get to your question tomorrow on tomorrow's show. Stacy um, just asked a question on Facebook. Where is this retreat, and when can I go? Well, they'll be doing it on an ongoing basis. It it formally opens to the world in January of 2024, so soon soon enough, a month from now. If you go to mountainsofhope.com, I don't know, Super Don, if they've given us a direct link, but certainly if you mention RSB, the Robert Scott Bell Show, they'll give you a 10% discount as well as a thank you. Uh, so you want to take advantage of that uh, when you do go. But this is in Colombia. South America, outside of Medellin, in the mountains, uh, in the Andes, overlooking it. It's just so gorgeous. It's beautiful. We are having a great time here. And we'll be sharing some more pictures and video probably tomorrow and the next day as well. And if you missed yesterday's show from here, you got some insight into what we did. Uh, my friend Anna, Laban's wife, Anna Ditchburn, was there with us and, and others. We had a brief uh, d- dr- drive-by, if you will, from Dr. Brian Artis, which I hope to get on maybe tomorrow or the next day. And, uh, you know, more to come, more to come. But Stacy, thanks for asking. So check it out, mountainsofhope.com. It looks pretty amazing. I do have to admit. Yeah. So Any, anything else? I don't want to belabor. Nope, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, I actually, I, I'm, I'm good with uh, the abbreviated bonus tie because I've got to record with Scott Shar here in about an okay. hour. 
So say hello um, to Scott for me and everybody else back in the States. And uh, we'll keep this going on. Look forward to tomorrow again, another morning show. Next two days, we'll be doing morning shows. And then I'll be back in the States uh, next week for a bit. Well, I'll be traveling again, but in within the U.S. And at that point, boy, it's a crazy, crazy travel tra- schedule. So I'm really going to absorb and soak it all up while I'm here. You should. Yeah. Yeah. You should. Absolutely. All right. Well, listen, have a have a good time. Send me some pictures when you get them we'll get some um, so we you. can highlight those tomorrow morning. And uh, appreciate you guys hanging out with us. We'll be back tomorrow with more from from Columbia. Yes. Thanks for being here, guys. Talk to you later. See ya.